It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser with your hosts, Rob Francis and Ed Dawson. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Happy Friday afternoon. The phone number is 547-1610 if you'd like to get involved. You can also reach us via email, 610-KONA.com, the bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. On Twitter as well, bottom line 610, on Parlor at the bottom line 610. And our free mobile app is available through the Google Play and the Apple stores. Rob Francis, Ed Dawson with you. Uh, before we get started, Ed, um, just want to make mention that today is... POW MIA Remembrance Day. Mm, yes. And we certainly want to keep in mind those who were prisoners of war in any conflict and those who did not return and still uh, are considered missing in action uh, on this very solemn day. For many that appreciate the service given by those who volunteer or were drafted into our military. Um, there's something I've been stewing on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love it when you start out like that. Um, <laughs> it started, I think it was last week when, and and it, start, it was it's a sports-related thing, but it really got me stewing. And, and over the last week, I've just, maybe it's because I was looking for it. Maybe it just hit me. Maybe it just kind of just made all the right ingredients for today. I don't know. But last week, I think it was, the Brooklyn Nets hired a new head coach. Okay. And it it, it was Steve Nash, long, long-time oh, sure. NBA guard. Sure. He's a good years, Canadian boy. Good Canadian boy. Many years with the Suns and so on and so forth. And within oh, maybe milliseconds after the hiring, someone comes out and says, Steve Nash got the job because of white privilege. Okay. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this and then I'm reading and and as I'm reading this I'm thinking okay. So here's a guy who throughout his career was known to be coachable, mm-hmm. which usually is a good sign for someone that wants to get into coaching. Yes. Um incredible leadership qualities. Oh yeah. Was able to get the best out of all of his teammates, mm-hmm. was respected by not just his teammates and his coaches, but around the league for the way he conducted himself on the court and off the court. A guy who has mentored young players. Mm, yes. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, so during all of the interviews with the Brooklyn Nets and all of the candidates they interviewed, the decision came down to hire Steve Nash because he's white. Because it's 2020. That's the whole reason they hired him. He's white. All the rest of that stuff didn't matter. Yeah. Let's see. Other than that, hmm. he is completely unqualified to coach in the NBA. Well, maybe we could consider the fact he's Canadian. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I mean, but you know what I mean? It's like. It just blew me away that, that within minutes of the hiring, immediately it comes out white privilege. Now, this is one of the things that bothers me about this this trope of of white privilege. 
because privilege of all different types has existed for as long as any of us can remember. Sure. Okay. And usually when you cite privilege as a reason for somebody getting something, it's because there is an element of jealousy that exists. And the reason why I say that is this. There are people that many would consider to be beautiful in appearance Mm -hmm. that are jealous of other people that are beautiful in appearance because they may have achieved something they did not. Right. Okay. So... They're, they're regardless of what it is, usually when someone cites the reason somebody has something and uses that word associated with it, it is because there is some animosity that exists in regards to using that word. So as we look at reasons why people, some people may get things, okay? Beauty is certainly one of them. Sure. Okay? Because I, I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen a whole lot of non-beautiful models. Have you? I've seen a few. Okay, but 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 maybe that's your perception. But <laughs> yeah. the perception is no, a I, whole. I, yes, I, right. Yes. Okay, so you know you can look across the spectrum from all different backgrounds, colors, everything else. There are a lot of beautiful men and women that exist that have a, certainly that has played into how they have gotten some of the things they have gotten in life. Those that are economically well off have certainly had many ways and means in order to come about certain things because of that, quote, privilege. It is not, privilege is not specified to a skin color. And the fact that this continues to get pushed has filled my meter. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Chris from Richland. What's up, Chris? Hey, Rob, you got a pretty good grasp on sports culture. Uh, i got a question for you. The, uh, the league is not beholden to the unions, correct? That is correct. They have, they, have agree, they have collective bargaining agreements, but they are not beholden to the unions, no. So what are the chances the owners, oh, excuse me, the governors, get together and just implode the league? They could. Here's the thing. There is nothing that would necessarily stop them from doing that. But in order to do that, they would have to take some pretty radical steps. Um, And in some cases, it could even mean having to redefine the existence of the organization. Um, Because, like, for example, it would be easier to do when a CBA runs out. Yeah. Because then there is no agreement with said association. They could, but they, but again, they would have to do a lot of work to redefine some of the things and how they exist um, in order for them to do that. But that's something that's been discussed, you know, a few times. When it gets to a point, the big fear the owners have, of course, is that's a lot of talent to have to replace. It's a lot of talent to have to do in a short period of time. Some sports it would be easier to do than others. Um, as far as being able to replace all those players, we have seen it happen on large scales before with certain strikes. But, you know, the league owners would be able to redefine their leagues and blow it all up and start all over again, particularly at the end of a, of a particular agreement. In other words, could they bust the union? Yeah, they could. But remember, they're not traditional unions. They are not traditional unions, and anybody thinks that they are have not followed what they have done in instances when there have been work stoppages or uh, lockouts or strikes. The first thing they move to do is decertify so they can file lawsuits. 
It's the first thing they do, all of them. Go back and look at the histories. The first thing the NFLPA does, the Major League Baseball play, that they decertify their union so they can file a lawsuit. So they are less like what you what you know a traditional union to be and more along what they claim to be, which is an association. Right. So, um, yeah, but, but they could if they really wanted to. But, but that comes back to another thing, okay? Tall people. Tall people certainly have privilege. How many five foot five guys you see in the NBA? Not many. Not many. Okay. But if you're a six foot eight guy, well, you've got a lot of advantages, not just in athletics. Tall people certainly do have privileges. So there is privilege that exists with things that you have zero control over. If you're born into an extremely wealthy family, well, I'm, in the last couple of years, there have been a couple miniseries and a movie made about the Gettys. Yeah. Boy. After John Paul built that fortune, lots of privilege in that family. See, that's the that's the thing that I always go to, it, you know, whether it's warranted or not, and that's economic privilege. If you are born into a rich family and you just ride coattails and don't really make anything up, uh, you know, on your own, that's a good example to me of privilege. You're living a privileged life. You're not making one for yourself. But... Again, and, and I, as we, as we about to go to a break, I would, I would like somebody to call and maybe dispute this with me. And I'm not looking for a fight. I'm not trying to pick a fight or anything. But to me, there, there are, I don't, I, I don't like the white privilege thing either, not just because I'm white, but because I don't think it's a fair interpretation. It's not at all. Are, you know, there are laws in this country against that sort of thing. You can't, you know, you can't hire or fire or discriminate against people of color, you know, uh, sexual orientation. There's a long list. Gender and, and you know, and, and color is one of them. And if you do, you stand to get into big trouble. So... I don't I don't get this this notion of white privilege being pushed other than to stir up trouble. 5471610509547161610 we'll take a time out back with more of the bottom line after this. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line with Robin Ed, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610KONA. Bottom line, News Radio 610KONA, 547-1610 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Perfection Tire, four locations here in the Tri Cities. They have been here for decades. Treating each and every customer like a member of the family. Well, they're family-owned and operated. That's how they do business. You can check out their website, PerfectionTire.com, and see all the things that they have for you other than tires. Like they can tune up your car, belts, shocks, struts, hoses. You name it, Perfection Tire can keep your vehicle running the way it should. Stop by one of those four locations or the website, PerfectionTire.com. But, Ed, there's so much more to unpack with this than just the, the, the simplest element. It's just the simplest element, because to me, this whole this whole finger-wagging white privilege thing is meant to make people think that in 2020, we're in 1950. 
yeah. or we are in 1920, or we are in the 1860s, that, that the same climate and the same culture exists, that there is just no ability for anyone that is considered to be a minority to gain any advancement whatsoever because, well, if you're white, you just immediately have the ability to be better. In 1950... Yeah, that was the case. But then again, there were laws in place that were discriminatory. Yes. There were laws in place that were discriminatory all the way up until 1964. And even after 1964 in the Civil Rights Act, you can move into the 70s and into the 80s until affirmative action laws were put in place where discrimination existed because you had to find a way to prove that it was there. That the reason someone didn't get hired wasn't because, well, they weren't qualified. You had to prove that it was the color of your skin. And then as we as we became more aware of how many things were hanging over still, those things were changed. In 2020, to say that the advantages are still what they were in 1950 or 1920 are flat out wrong. You're up at the bottom line, News Radio 610 K. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, guy, you just took the wind out of my sails. I was just going to call in about affirmative action, my brother. Uh, people are getting hired because they were a skin color, not because of their qualifications, which bumped me out of a whole lot of jobs because of affirmative action, my man. I think it's uh, ridiculous that uh, everybody's talking about white privilege. The black privileges were uh, given with affirmative action, and I think it needs to stop. And these, these people just need to back up, love our country, go to work, make your money, live your life, and leave me alone. Thanks for the call. Um, well, here's the thing, though, Rob, that, that, that white privilege narrative is so easy to poke holes in. You just give examples of of minorities who were either born into privilege uh, or worked their butts off to to get where they were or all the white poverty that's out there. But if you poke holes in it, Ed, you're not woke. You're no, racist. I, well, you're if, racist. if it's one or the other, then, you know, we have a problem. Let's go back to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey, fellas, it's Mike. What's up, Mike? calling on the road. Um, if you own something, you worked your booty off to get it, and you're a black guy, you're a Mexican guy, you're a fat guy, you're a white guy, you're an Indian guy, you're whatever, it's your company, you worked your butt off to get it, and you've decided that you're only going to hire black people because you're a black owner or you're only going to hire Hispanic people because you're a Mexican owner or you're only going to hire fat people because you're a big fat guy. What difference does it make? You own the company. It's your company. I don't owe you anything other than to provide jobs within my company and I get to hire who I want, not who I'm to well, Mike, I get your point, but there are, again, laws in place where you can't 
do that. You can't, you know, you cannot discriminate and not hire somebody because there are, you can like it or not like it, but that's the way things are right now. But the point is, the point that we're trying to make is that those protections are in place. Does it eliminate all the racism and white privilege or whatever privilege? No, it doesn't. But it doesn't mean that white privilege is something that's running rampant in this country. It's it's just another example of something that is very small. You can find a handful of accounts to back up your claim that gets blown way out of proportion, you know, through media or through whatever, or simply because it's 2020 to cause people to lose their minds. I think we're already just about there. We don't need anything more like that. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Max from Kennewick. Hi, Max. You're right. Completely. Today, we have more racism running rampant in people of color than we do most white people, in my experience. They're not even uh, trying to hide it. We've got stuff like the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Uh, on and on. Uh, it's become a cause celeb if you're a person of uh, color, that somehow you have to be involved in the racism thing one way or the other. And I agree with what many people have been saying, that we better start keeping a cell phone on our schools because some of these lefties are trying to teach our kids that they ought to feel guilty about being white. It's a pile of crap. Uh, my father and two of his uncles risked their lives for America in World War II, on and on, and uh, we have nothing to be ashamed of. And the truth is that people of color have all kinds of opportunity in America if they just want to shut up and, like most people, work hard, stay out of trouble with the law, and you that's why we have so many folks that want to come here. It's a great country as far as countries go, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. Appreciate Thanks for the call, Max. One thing I, I, I want to just touch on that Max said, yeah, we've, we've come a, a long way. And, yes, you do have some aspects where there are people, look, white, black, brown, it doesn't make a difference. There are people that are racist within all of those. I don't see any issues at all with things like a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce or a Black Chamber of Commerce, because just because we may get along and we may be um, more open to opportunities and so on and so forth, doesn't mean that we all understand everything about particular needs and issues. You know, a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce or a Black Chamber of Commerce or an Asian Chamber of Commerce the, the idea behind that collective is to put things forward that those business owners may deal with in particular manners or ways for them to be more involved in a community, ways for them to remind lawmakers and community leaders that they are as vital a part of the community. I don't see that as being uh, any kind of a race issue at all. That That's an economic collective to help businesses that are owned by those individuals to have a voice and to have a say in the way certain things go and policies and so on and so forth. So to, to me, those are beneficial. More of the
now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline 509 547 1610. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA 547-1610. If you would like to get involved in the program, Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance. Waiting to talk to you if you're a business owner that is opened up in the COVID-19 environment and you're wondering if your small business insurance has all the protections that it needs, contact Jason through his website, jasonhogue.com. He can talk to you about your policy, maybe even have some things for you that American Family Insurance offers that your policy doesn't currently have. But either way, it's worth a conversation with Jason Hogue, the only American Star Certified agent with American Family Insurance in the Tri-Cities, by visiting his website, jasonhogue.com. Um, <clears throat> you know, there, there's another kind of privilege that I've noticed, Ed. Um, and maybe you wouldn't classify this this as privilege. But the ability to um, label people in certain ways assert that certain people are certain things without any kind of proof, um, make, a, make outrageous, outlandish accusations and character judgments without any proof, and get no backlash. Would you consider that privilege, or would you consider that um, to be something more of a um, cultural aspect of things i guess it would to me it comes down to intent if you if you have it in your mind i am above the law i'm above the rules the rules don't apply to me therefore i can do whatever the heck i want yeah that's privilege if you set out and do something or say something that is just plain ignorant you know you may not be doing it because you think you're privileged. It may just be that you're uninformed or, you know, have some sort of a social defect, I guess. I don't know. But if you do something or say something without the fear of consequence, you would call that privilege. I That's a hard one because okay. I've known, I've known, to again, it goes back to intent for me. If if I if there is I've known people that have I don't want to call it privilege, but their status, their mm-hmm. position, um, and they've said outrageous things. And and so, you know, yeah, you could make the argument that they did that out okay. of a place of privilege. But if if one of our callers calls in who we assume is just a regular person, mm-hmm. right, and they make an outrageous statement, are they coming at it from a place of privilege I, I would be less inclined for that, and, and that's and, and I and I get that. So let me throw an example at you: Harvey Weinstein privilege. Yeah, because he had a pla- he had a place of power and he abused his power and he there was intent okay. in abusing that power. Okay. What about a member of the media that labels somebody a Nazi? Mm-hmm. Would Same that be thing. privilege as well? Yes. Okay. So then I want to again, throw, I again want- intent. Position, abuse of power, yes. So I want to throw this one out at you. Something that that I've observed that that I think may be a new privilege. Okay. And that's liberal privilege. Hmm. Because how much have we seen on social media 
where particularly media people have gone and made assertions and comments and 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 assessments like Nazi, racist, calling out people for things with zero proof, zero. But because they don't like the individual and they believe that they wield an element of influence that by calling someone a Nazi or a racist or a white supremacist, they don't feel that there will be any blowback on them whatsoever because, well, I'm who I am. And how dare you call me this when I'm exposing to you that this person that I don't like or ideologically disagree with happens to be this. Under normal circumstances, not that long ago, I would not agree with that take. However, you said a couple of things in there that that do point to a a a I don't want to say system or culture, but the the situation right now, and it's been this way for a few years, is that those people who say and do those things are protected from punishment. So they have built up this thought that they are privileged uh, and and that they can get away with, with things now at a different time than when they did before. And, you know, they may not even know that they think that way. They just kind of go about doing that. They, they probably don't even give it a second thought that, that they're that they are presenting themselves as believing that they are privileged. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from today? Hey, this is Dave from Kennewick. What's up, Dave? Hey, I got a got a quick little funny story to tell you guys, and it's a prime example of just how far your tentacles have spread. Um, about three weeks ago, I was in Casper, Wyoming, and I ran into a fellow. Um, well, let me back this up real quick. About a year... No, a year and a half ago, I was in down there. I'd won some hockey tickets on the radio. When I was in there to pick up those hockey tickets, this rather cute gentleman peeked around the corner. He goes, hey, what size you wear? And I was like, an extra large. And he tells me this long sleeve baseball, you know, the old school baseball type shirt. And I uh, had you guys' little bit picture, you guys' little angel and devil on the front of it. <laughs> Go forward, back in Casper, Wyoming, I'm at a flea market. You would not believe I run into another guy wearing the same darn shirt. Says he got it basically the same way. He was in town visiting, won some hockey tickets on the radio, and when he went in to pick them up, somebody threw him a shirt. Can you believe that? In Casper, Wyoming, of all Casper, places. Casper, Wyoming, at a flea market. At a flea market. Was it on, now he was wearing it. He wasn't selling it, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you can get anything for it, but. I was wearing mine, and I see this large guy about 50 yards away pointing. And I'm looking, and I was like, next thing I know, he's pointing at me, and I notice what he's wearing. And I just happened to be wearing it because I had a flannel shirt over it. It's a nice, long sleeve little baseball shirt, guys. But anyway, it was like, I just thought it would be a cool little story to let you guys know. Your tentacles are spreading far. We 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 are we are cracking of our own. That is that is an awesome story. Thank you so much for sharing that. that Thanks is, for sharing, Dave. That that's is, cool. that is that's yeah. It's funny. It's cool. It's yeah. It, that's. I mean, how random is that? 
I mean, that's pretty random. That's 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 pretty. It's not random. like there are tens of thousands of those shirts out in circulation. No, only either. only fives of thousands. <laughs> fives of thousands. But still, I mean, for somebody to cross paths in Casper, Wyoming, yeah. at a flea market that's there, pretty wild. that's I love it. Thank but, you very much. That was very cool. That made our day. The whole point of this conversation is that we have gotten so wrapped up in trying to find reasons why other people have something or are somewhere and other people are not. Instead of looking at why somebody is where they are or what somebody may have that you don't have, because that's a waste of time to me. Because what other people have is not going to benefit you as an individual. Okay, White privilege was not a term I ever heard until, what, a year or two ago? Yeah. When everybody started running off and, oh, well, it's this. You have to feel guilty about being white? No. My boy, My parents were white. I didn't have a choice in the matter. Um, it, wasn't, well, the, it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't like it wasn't like I walked into Sherman Williams and had an option. The, the same. This, I feel the same. You're right. I am. I don't feel ashamed for being white. Just like nobody else should feel ashamed or any different because of the color of their skin either. Now, where I will make a where I will make a difference is this: if you're a fourth generation Getty. And you feel bad that you may not have worked a day in your life to enjoy what you have and you want to help people that are less fortunate? Fine. If you feel a tinge of guilt that some, that, that earlier generations built this for you and you feel a need to give back, that's fine. But you know what? I know a hell of a lot of people who are in the positions they're in because they've worked and they put the effort out. And they watched other people not work and not put the effort out. And so did they get above them because of what they did? Absolutely. Did they get above them for what other people did not do? Absolutely. But a lot of this comes down to, I don't want to do, so I'm going to find a reason to finger point at somebody as to why I don't have. We have seen more examples in the last 30, 40 years of people who have risen from abject poverty of all backgrounds and have become successes, influential, and had a real major impact on the direction of this country. From medicine to research, science, sports, politics, literature. I mean, you name it. You can find people that have come from abject poverty, and become successful through their fields. And and they don't even have to be the top in their field. Somebody who has built a reputation because of what they've done and how they've applied themselves that has had no bearing on the color of their skin whatsoever or any other aspect or their gender or sexual orientation or anything else. This, this, this leveling of white privilege has become just another finger-wagging smoke alarm being thrown out by the far left to try and make people feel uncomfortable about things that they have no reason or business to be uncomfortable about. 
Well, I think it's a, it's a little more serious than that. I mean, there are there are those in the woke mob that are demanding that uh, white people denounce their whiteness. You know, you this is kind of what cults do. They <laughs> they break you down. They break you down so that they can build you up the way they want to. Sure. And I am never going to apologize for being white. I'm never going to apologize for being a man. I'm never going to apologize for anything that I was born to. If you want to hold me accountable for uh, my actions uh, or even my words, uh, then wonderful. I, you know, that is that is fair. What's not fair, because when you... This is an example of how that thought process, the woke mob, I don't know if you want to attribute it to any one group or whatever. This is an example of how they are no better than what they claim to be fighting against. If you, even the term white privilege, you want to go through the southern U.S. and and talk to, you know, anywhere in the country, there are white people living in poverty. There are tons of them. Now, are there more black people living in poverty, more Hispanic people living in poverty? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But if white privilege was such a big thing, there wouldn't be hardly any white people in poverty because they would be privileged. They would get preferential treatment. And yet we still have a lot of white people living in poverty. So don't come at me say I'm a racist just because I'm white and that I need to change just because I'm white because you are grouping me in a category when you don't want to be grouped in a category either. Oh, you mean being labeled for something? Yeah. Yes. Do me a favor. Don't ever apologize for something else. I'm sorry. That's right. Don't ever apologize for being Canadian, Ed Dawson. Bottom line on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. Now, back to the show presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom Line News Radio 610 K1A 5471610 is the number. CBD American Shaman during the month of September for every water soluble product purchased in the store. $1 donation will go to Suicide Awareness Charities during September, which is Suicide Awareness Month. Stop in, look at the huge selection of water-soluble products from tinctures to edibles to topicals. CBD American Shaman, 100% CBD products. Every water-soluble purchase, a $1 donation goes to Suicide Awareness Charities in the month of September. They're across from the Grand Elevator on Clearwater in Kennewick. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? My name is Jeff. Today I'm working in Pasco. What's on your mind, Jeff? No, I'm the, all this white uh, privilege gobbledygook. It's just a bunch of crud they're filling our kids with uh, in their uh, in their schools, and uh, they're dividing us. And it's simple as that. And as far as that goes, just three words come to mind: uh, United we stand. Um, I don't know. Got not much more to say than that. Thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate appreciate you taking the time to weigh in. Uh, and it is. It I, absolutely I would, is. It's, I would div- even, it, it's completely divisive. I would I would even expand on that. Uh, not to say that it's not going on in schools. I think it it most certainly is. But it's permeating throughout society. 
um, you know, whether it be through social media or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a narrative being pushed forward that is meant to divide us. And think about all the things that have come at us, not just this year, but in the last handful of years, that whether by design or simply organic, have been meant to divide us. You know, things that are pushed forward and they're packaged differently. Sometimes it's in the name of justice. Sometimes it's in the name of equality. But, you know, anytime, anytime we put a label on ourselves or anyone else, that's not unifying, that's dividing. You know, we're all people. Okay, we're all people. And, you know, if you even want to just go, we're all Americans. Okay, but we're all people. So anything beyond that is, whether you mean to or not, is dividing. You know, we should all treat each other the same as best we can. And it doesn't matter. That's why we even have it, you know, in our documentation in this country, not based on race, creed, color, gender, ethnicity, any of that stuff. We should all be treating each other uh, the best that we can and as equally as we can. I know that sounded like a Saturday morning special. I'm sorry. Let's go to the phones. You're up. Sorry. Let's go to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Jack from Boardman. What's going on, I Jack? Call in a lot. Yeah, I used to call in a lot when I worked up there and, and commuted, but I don't do it much. But, guys, I wanted to ring in on this thing, too. I think the real rub that everybody has is the fact that uh, uh, they're reading this wrong. Uh, th- there's all this upset about the privilege and all that. Everybody has an equal opportunity. The problem is the problem is. Oh, you lost us. Sorry about that. Can't have the blaring, uh, blaring stuff in the background, Jack. Maybe give us a call back, uh, you know, later on in the program because we couldn't hear a word you were saying. Yeah, one of the things we want to mention before we're finished with this hour is coming up at the top of the next hour. We're going to talk with Pat Nolan. He is the founder and director emeritus of the Nolan Center for Justice Reform um, regarding a lot of run recently about the involvement of one wealthy billionaire in a significant amount of elections, particularly at the municipal level. Of course, we could be referring only to uh, one George Soros. So we're going to talk with Pat Nolan coming up at the top of the hour.